Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! At first, I slowly thrust in and out to see how she handles it. With only positive responses, I speed up, bringing my favorite rhythm together. Harder, faster, deeper. She doesn't say... She doesn't say too much, and I like that. Nothing is more annoying than a girl who likes likes too much dirty talk. Phrases here and there are fine, but it's better if you just shut your mouth and focus on enjoying it. Oh my god. And boy, is she enjoying it. Oh my god! Stop! (laughs) I I don't even care if that wasn't where we had... Behind the curtains, folks, sometimes we plan ahead on where we're going to stop each other in this, the monologue. Sometimes. Obviously. Sometimes. And that's... But Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. That was so awful. That was so uh-huh. awful. Let's uh-huh. just start with where I laughed. My favorite rhythm. Harder, faster, deeper. Fuck you, guy. What, a, <laughs> what an interesting and unusual character choice. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. You don't want me to keep going, Claire? Absolutely fucking not. Oh. What should well, we do instead? Uh, let's go ahead and we'll do the podcast. We'll get oh, back okay. to that motherfucker later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We do. Also, all the spoilers. So many spoilers. So many spoilers. If you have come here just for reviews, we beg you. We plead with you. We want you to turn around. Was that rock and roll enough? Sure. No, it was sucked. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, we want you to go turn around, buy these books, read them, come back, and then listen to us bitch about them. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a Neil and you don't like spoilers, go buy the books. If you're a Claire and you don't mind spoilers at all, keep read or keep listening. Either way, come back and listen to what we have to say. Indeed. Because it's a lot. So much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Neil. Yes. Uh, tell me what our theme was. Our theme for today's episode is rock stars. Indeed, indeed. And what did we read? For this, we read Reckless Ambition, issue number one, Pretty Boy Rock, book four by S.R. Watson and Ryan Stacks. And Moonlight Becomes You, Lucky Moon, book one by M.J. O'Shea and Piper Vaughn. Indeed, indeed. Yes. I'm... I'm excited to get a little rock and roll with this. But first, Claire, I'm dying to know. Absolutely dying to know what has got you hot and bothered. Oh, my God. I think I am just so upset at the constant barrage and attack on our bodies. I need to stop asking you to go first. but that is what I like there's just so many like things going to the Supreme Court there's just so many rules laws that people are trying to enforce about like you know who can and can't play sports who can and can't like go to schools who can and what books we can and cannot read like 
what pills we can and cannot take, where we can take them, where we can travel to to get said pills if they happen to be illegal in our states. And I am just, it is every day, it is exhausting, it is awful, and I hate it. And I, um, I look to these books for an escape from that, and these books, one of them just made me fucking mad. And I felt like it was another attack on my body just by having read it. That's fair. <laughs> But that's, it is not a complex thing. I mean, it is a very complex issue, but honestly, like, I don't have more to talk about with that. I'm just fucking pissed. It's it's not a complex issue. Just let people make decisions for themselves. Yeah, I, I thought that's what the Republican Party wanted. Right? <laughs> Didn't you want government out of whatever, whatever, and now you're using it to police other people's bodies and thoughts and ugh, whatever. whatever anyway uh-huh so it was awful but neil yes what has got you hot and bothered uh cadbury cream eggs oh <laughs> so as as we record this we are nearing easter time and uh that means here in the u.s that cadbury cream eggs are available i learned uh, in the UK, Cadbury cream eggs are available all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, but since no one can have nice things, apparently in the UK, Subway has announced a one-day-only special. You can get a sub-melt, which is where they toast bread and then melt Cadbury cream eggs between it. Oh, God. Yes. According to the internet, no one is excited about this. <laughs> Why? What I don't know. Of all things, right? Ugh. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I love candy that is shaped like things that are non-candy. That mm-hmm. is my primary reason for loving Cadbury cream eggs. Sure. I also like the mini Cadbury cream eggs more than the bigger ones. Um, okay. But in general, like, I'm not a huge fan of the cream egg, but every once in a while I do crave it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it's like candy corn. I just need it like once or twice a year, and then I'm good. But why would I ever want it melted between bread? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. And it just it boggles my mind the number of people who had to assume that that who decided that was a good idea for that to become a thing that happened. Ugh, In two sorry. different companies, two different international company companies were like, ah, yes, this is the marriage made in heaven. Ugh. Not. I just, I don't I I don't know I don't Not know this. I I don't ugh. anyway well crimes against humanity aside should we read the book let's talk about some books let's talk about some books crimes against humanity <laughs> both both of our hot and bothers were equal <laughs> crimes against humanity <laughs> moonlight becomes you lucky moon book one by Piper Vaughn and M J O'Shea. Can't forget the boy he left behind. Can't seem to win the respect of the man he's crazy about. Shane Ventura might be rich and famous, but his love life is a disaster waiting to happen. Eleven years ago, Shane Ventura made the biggest mistake of his life. He caved into pressure from his record label to kick his best friend, Jesse Sider, out of the band. Luck. 
To this day, Shane has never wanted anyone more. All the sex, drugs, and rock and roll can't fill the void Jesse left behind. Not even the prospect of teaming up with Britain's hottest band, Moonlight, for a massive world tour can get him out of his funk. Then he meets singer Caden Berlin and falls into instant lust. Caden may act like he's not interested, but Shane knows he feels the spark between them. Yet the harder Shane pushes, the more Caden pulls away, until on explosive night leaves Shane with a broken heart. That wasn't a misspeaking. That was a typo in the back of the book. That seems to be his Latin. Lucky at everything but love. What? <laughs> Sorry. Shane still has one lesson left to learn. When it comes to love, you can't always leave things to chance. <laughs> so that was... Claire. Claire, that was what the back of the book says. Um... What what is that? What the, that's what the back of the book says. This book is about. That's that's the thing we say. We, listeners, we're recording on like a weird time. It's if any small thing throws us off entirely. Oh my god! It's it anyway. Off. Sorry, Claire. What is this book about? Please um, save me say... from myself and start talking. <laughs> I would say the back of the book. Um, besides its many strange errors, it <laughs> gets a lot right. Um, so this book is really interesting in that it, instead of just switching back between the two love interests, it also goes backwards and forwards in time. So it does a good job of it too. It does. And, um, and it does le like, there's a lovely little mystery of, like, how did these two, like, get together? How did they mm -hmm. break up? Like, what was the thing that happened? Each each section is informed by the section that came before it. Mm -hmm. So, like, if we learn something about the present, that informs something that happens in the past, that informs something, the next scene we have in the present. It's done really well. Yes. I wish more books did this and did it well, but they don't. I think it's a really hard thing to pull off. It is. It is, it is very tricky. Yeah, and and so what this book also had to do was it had to change the way we switch perspectives as well. So it doesn't do the normal every other chapter. We're going to hear from the different love interest. So we spend a whole lot of time in Shane Ventura's head. Um, so we can f kind of feel like he's one of our main our main characters out of the two love interests. He's a rock and roll guy. He's the lead for uh, Lucky, which is a, a rock and roll band that seems to be doing really pretty well. But also, it's been around for 11 years, and I would say like it's probably peaked at peaked at eight or something, and has mm. been a, more or less on its way down since mm -hmm. then. Um, he is invited to be a part of a world, a European, North American tour with another band that's kind of up and coming, which is uh, Moonlight. And Moonlight is headed by Caden Berlin. He's excited about it only in that he wants to change up his routine. He's, he's really been not feeling the band. He's really not been feeling touring. He's not been feeling making music. He's not been feeling sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Like, none of it. He's not feeling any of it. He's depressed. And kind of, you know, thinking back in the past and wishing things were better. His bandmates are assholes who he loves. <laughs> yeah. Well, mostly just his brother, Nick, is the asshole. Yeah, Dev is... Um, 
Deb, yeah, Deb seemed fine. And Deb- Will was non-existent. Right. Yeah. I, I even forgot what Will was even in the band. I constantly forgot about Will. Because <laughs> uh, Will was like an add-on like yes. later. He wasn't part of like the core group, which mm-hmm. formed in the, in high school. Um, yeah. Shane's brother is a big dick. And then I think, and I think I feel he's like the Dev next book was nicer, but would go, but would go with Shane's brother more than he went with Shane. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that stands. Um, we also find out that Moonlight was the one that invited Luck to come with them. So, and we find that out when we meet Caden. And we make Caden through Shane. Caden is sexy. He's, I don't know, he feels like a David Bowie type. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, ultra good at what he does, like beautiful singer, like really on top of his shit and very mysterious. And he seems to hate Shane Ventura immediately, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, why? And of course, because it's somebody that he can't have, Shane wants him right away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where we are when we start the European tour. Um, Shane Ventura just sort of like follows after Caden, wants to know more about him, and in large part because he wants to know why he's so hated. We go into the past before the band has even started, and Shane is shit at high school and hates it and has been assigned a tutor who's also who's also a high school student. And the high school student volunteers to do this so that he can get, like, into college. Um, and that is Jesse. Jesse is a normal high school kid. Like, I don't want to call him pudgy or anything that the book attributes him to. Like, I'm sure he probably, you know, whatever. He's just a normal high school child. He, he does wear a tucked in polo shirt and has a bowl cut. He does. In he what felt like the... <laughs> probably the 90s or like a little bit after yeah no and he's like he's not the cool kid he but he is a cool kid because we find out that he's into punk and and shane's like he's like what you're into punk and then constantly like uh, the first few interactions are jesse being like yeah just don't judge people by how they look asshole and she's like oh yeah i guess you're right and then he does it all over again no and jesse he's good at standing up to shane who seems not only like the coolest kid in school but also possibly one of the school bullies Mm -hmm. and but he stands up to him which gets him shane's respect and right away they become friends like Mm -hmm. right away and then they find out they both love music and they start talking about music all the time and some of these scenes are great like the best parts about YA literature is in those before scenes where it's two kids who are finding out about each other, who come from different backgrounds and like are studying and fall in love. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and they, they have the confusing, like, Oh my God, do I actually like this guy? But because we're not there in their heads the whole fucking time, I don't have mm-hmm. to be annoyed by that. I can just yeah. like, yes, that is that is an interesting question that you have to take in. <laughs> this book did a really good job of contrasting teens being confused by their feelings and discovering them, and then adults understanding their feelings but being surprised by them yeah. and like having to work through them, which so- I appreciated. <laughs> When we're with adult Shane, we find out very early on that he wears a necklace with a um, 
with a four-leaf clover on it. He wears two, technically, but one of them is like a personal necklace that was given to him by Jesse. And he wears it and has worn it every day since Jesse gave it to him, but he feels extremely guilty about the way he kind of broke things off with Jesse. And we find that out very early on. Mm-hmm. So I clued in right away that Caden is Jesse. Oh, 10%. I like, I, yeah. I, I was like, it was really, I looked at at 10%. I like highlighted something. I was like, Oh, watch him actually be Jesse. Right. And it was, it was right away. It was like, we're just going to find out how it's possible that Caden could be Jesse. And that's like part of the mystery. Yeah. How is it possible that this man is Jesse and how is it possible that our man Shane doesn't know it? Um, and it's in part because Jesse was younger. Like he was, uh, I think two grades below mm-hmm. Shane. Um, and so when Shane graduated and spoiler alert, dropped Jesse from the band that they had all formed together. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't there for the last two years of Jesse's high school experience. Didn't see him go through the last minute growth spurt. Didn't see him like change his didn't see his body change and wasn't there for when jesse left chicago with his parents and went to the uk and spent the rest of like his life in london he also got plastic surgery didn't he oh yeah he got rhinoplasty yeah he got rhinoplasty um and, and then he, he wears lasik so yeah. that he could put in contacts yeah he wears colored contacts but i found it odd that Shane never noticed that he was wearing contacts. Yeah. Because if it's, if I mean, like as close as they were, to, when you get that close to someone's face, you can usually tell they're wearing contacts, but you can especially tell when they're wearing colored contacts. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not really a mystery. I mean, but I also kind of felt like with rock stars, like if it had been written into the book, if, if it was there, like he would just be like, yeah, we're rock stars. We <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he, cause they're like a sea green or something. Yeah. And and I mean, like, I, it could have Jesse easily, it easily Jesse could have noticed and easily been like, oh, I bet they're brown, and he thinks they're boring, so he like wears those colored contacts to seem more glam and mysterious. What an asshole. Yeah. Uh, which she technically was doing, even though. which is exactly what he said, except his eyes were like gray, and they I'm like, like what gray. person with gray eyes thinks that their eyes are boring? What? Only this guy. Only. This Only this guy. guy. But he was doing it actually for a very specific reason, and that was he mm-hmm. 100% wants to get back at Shane. Also, I did just remember there was one point where Shane later Shane says to Jesse as adults like. Why, why would you cover up your gorgeous eyes? And he says something like, nobody ever told me that they were or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet. Meh. Oh, but yeah, uh, Jesse is on a revenge bender. It is yes. crazy. So uh, he did like kind of like he he had a lot of body shame issues and he did like change his body and parts of his body because he wanted to be more interesting and that wasn't really about what happened with shane but it kind of was it was like the fallout from it it wasn't that wasn't revenge and then learning more about music and becoming good at it was also not revenge that was also just something he naturally wanted to do and then he also he did want to be in a band that did better than luck 
just to like shove it in Shane's face, but he was mm-hmm. also proud of the work he did and genuinely happy with it. So that wasn't re- really revenge other than like a metaphorical, I look hot in, at this party and you have to look mm-hmm. at me type of revenge. Yeah. Where the real revenge comes in is he saw that luck was on the downside, invited them to come to this tour so that they could end the tour like the start the American leg in Chicago have like (laughs) sort of seduced Shane the whole time. And then in Chicago play the song that he and Shane wrote together in high school so that Shane would know, uh, you fucked up, bro. Guess who I am? (laughs) Like I'm Jesse. But in the meantime, while he's doing this, like, you can't have me seduction, it works. Mm-hmm. Shane is all about it. and But it works a, too well, because it works yeah, on Jesse, Jesse's too. A, yeah, Jesse's attracted to Shane and is still in love with him. And so they do end up hooking up in several romantic ways that are adored, like getting caught in the rain in Italy. I have to say, though, Shane has this weird thing about bottoming. <laughs> It'd, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, it never interested me, or I tried it once and I just didn't like it, so I don't do it, whatever, whatever. But it, it did that thing that all of our straight novels do. It's like, if it's one thing that Shane didn't do, it's bottom, because yeah. it's too vulnerable, it's too blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's not... Okay, great. Um, yeah, misogyny in the gay male community. Great. Let's just uh, keep that going. Um so then when they do have sex, uh, Jesse slash Caden, Jesse as Caden tops and Shane enjoys himself. But then later when he finds out that it was like all part of this revenge scheme, he like uses it as a point for like why Jesse was such a dick. He's like, you even, f- I even let you fuck me as in, and it didn't feel like, Oh, it wasn't about like, oh, you made me trust you and I had sex with you and I feel violated. It was, oh, you made me debase myself by being a bottom. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bro. I no, we don't need, we don't need any of that anymore. Honestly. Absolutely not. It was, that was super uncomfortable. I, okay. Here's my, I I was, I was having this thought as I was, as I was reading this because they talk about like, oh, the, the bottom is the someone who like, who like gets plundered or gets you know conquered or whatever whatever i'd like to reframe this i'd like to reframe this entirely people who get fucked you're the boss because you're making them do all the work for you (laughs) getting fucked is a position of power thank you thank you thank you that's uh, i'm stepping off my glittery soapbox thank you (laughs) no i and honestly that was like that was an issue I had with that, you know, that part. Like I did think that when they were teenagers and they had sex for the first time, I liked that scene. I thought it was sweet and I thought it yeah. was generous. I thought the two of them did very well together. Their teen scenes, they were super cute together. The only thing we never saw Jesse give him the necklace, right? Uh, no, I don't think we ever did. Which was I... weird. And like, there's even a scene as they're adults where 
Jesse, as Caden, sees Shane with the necklace and is obviously surprised that he still has it. But yeah. we never see him give it to him. We also didn't get to see a lot of scenes of them having done shows and like the popularity that they're getting that then leads to them getting the record deal. So I needed another scene where they just get off of doing a great show or like they're just about to do a show and like Jesse gives Shane the necklace and they like maybe kiss for the first time and then it's the best show that they ever have. Something like that. I needed yeah. a scene like that and that wasn't in like, there the record label like comes up and like wants to have a meeting yes yes to lead directly into because then also when we finally get the scene where um basically and we don't find this out until like after the argument and i think it's weird that it didn't come up in the argument that their record labor record label sees luck likes them doesn't like jesse because of his look so offers the rest of the band the 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 contract and then they'll bring in a fourth person and so then the the scene where uh shane is telling jesse that he's being dropped from the band was really rushed yeah and and again we don't find out until after the fact like why why jesse specifically and i don't know the the, those two bits we're just like, ah, oh. everything yeah. else with them as teens, I really enjoyed. Agreed, agreed. I was also a little confused because with the whole contract thing, I was like, well, why wasn't Jesse there? Because it did seem like uh, the other band members were. <laughs> yeah. And that they were in on it before. So I felt like that was a whole nother scene. I felt like it could have yeah. been like, what was the subterfuge that had happened there? And there was... A third part to it that I thought was really interesting because they were talking about when can we just be in public together? When can mm -hmm. we like tell everybody that we're in love? And and it was Jesse who was like, not yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was Jesse who wasn't ready for that. And then, which surprised me. I thought it was going to be uh, Shane who wasn't ready. Yeah. And that that would play into the record deal part it's like well i don't know if i could be on the road with somebody that i'm in love with like maybe that's too much or and then i thought like well maybe shane was okay with like like having jesse not be a part of it because jesse wasn't even able to commit to him like would jesse be able to not commit to the band which i thought that is a really interesting take mm -hmm. and it's way more two-sided than just like uh, they didn't think you were cool enough and I had to get my, you know, myself and my brother out of our abusive household. So, you know, we had it to like, to suck. yeah, it sucks to suck, which I feel like he would have talked about the abuse because Jesse was also there for the abuse. Like he saw yeah. the abuse. So I feel like it's not a great thing to say to somebody like they wanted me to drop you and I just have to take any chance I could get. I mean, and the other thing is, like, why drop Jesse completely when he could still be the piano guy? <laughs> like, they just didn't want him to be the front man. Why not just say that? Like, oh, well, they didn't want you to be the front man. You may sing sing on some of the, the stuff, but you're going to be on. Like, there seemed like there were so many other things. I wanted that part to be, like, cleaner. Yeah, yeah. And then we could have had, could have had a tour where they were trying to sabotage each other. Oh. Yeah, because of totally. their feelings. I mean, anyway, yeah, that... it just kind of fell yeah. apart at the end. But I mean, it, it and that I mean, they did. They got together, and you know, they made beautiful music together. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's 
hint, hint, the way a romance novel should end. <laughs> so there was an HEA, they're together, but you always knew that. Like, mm-hmm. But it got so messy right before that happened, it almost felt like, honestly, that it shouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah. One thing, too, that uh, really stuck out to me is that uh, Jesse as Caden was like a dick to Shane, which I guess I get. But some of the ways that he was a dick, like there was one point where Shane's like, yeah, you know, like lately this has been feeling like a job instead of this. And he was trying to tell Caden, like, I just saw you perform and I like was inspired and it has like sparked in me a new love for, for what I do. But he was like, yeah, it's just felt like a job. Blah, blah, blah. And then Caden interrupts and it's like, it never feels like a job for me. I take every moment careful. I'm just like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. That's like those people who are like, it's so easy to write. Well, no, it's not. You're doing something wrong if it's easy. Yeah. Ugh. I... Uh, that part I wasn't too pissed off at. I was like, it's, I kind of get what he's what he's doing, what he's going at, and like how he's trying to get back at you know. It didn't. Shane, it didn't so, bother me narratively. It just bothered me as a as an individual yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what did bother me both narratively and as a person is when they're at a party. He like Caden slash Jesse and Shane have like made out a couple of times like there's been some like ten- sexy tension between them and uh but Caden Jesse has also done the thing he always does which is in public like shunned Shane mm-hmm. and like been mean to him and they're at a party and a groupie starts kind of coming on to Shane and Shane's like you know what fuck it I want to get my dick sucked <laughs> let's just let's just do this and he's like I mean I'm not even sure though maybe I don't want to and he's like his same like i'm your shane and i don't know what i want so he's being upset about it but he's kind of considering it and kaden gets jealous and Mm -hmm. then starts berating him and i'm like no no even in like uh even in the best of circumstances even like no you don't actually have the right to do this like that was i was i was i was calling bullshit on that moment i know it's part tropey stuff to be jealous and isn't it Mm -hmm. sexy blah 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 but i was like not having it there was a point too where jesse no shane suspected kaden actually jesse was probably gay and into him but didn't know for sure because of course kaden is very private about his personal life and so there's a point and i think it's i think Caden says like oh yeah obviously i'm attracted to you but you are a cliche and a burnout and i don't want to be around someone like you kind of thing um and then jesse or shane says something akin to like oh so you're into boys or like oh so you're gay or whatever and because Shane, as a rock star, is very openly gay. And so there's a point where Caden's like, oh, yeah, but I don't make a spectacle out of it like you do. And I'm like, fuck off. Fuck off. Do you know the type of gay man who... The type of gay man who wants to shame another gay man for being so openly gay. Self-loathing gay. Self-loathing gays. And also, the type of spectacle he makes is a barely. He, he like, goes up to... He flirts the, with his straight drummer on stage. Yeah. Like, that's well, it. And and uh, I have uh, I have seen a many a rock show from VH1 slash... 
um, you know, whatever the other one was. <laughs> I've seen a lot of rock shows on television, MTV uh-huh. and VH1. I've seen these hair bands and whatever. Like, they flirt with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, look, we're gay for each other. Isn't that great? And then they, you know, just, you know, go back to singing because they're not actually gay for each other. And they just, it's just hot to see two men sing. <laughs> it's, it's it's just to like buck the system or whatever right and and so i'm like no but it is one barely flaunting it i know especially because the drummer's straight and he's just like yeah i'll go along with it whatever it's for the show yeah people people like it i don't mind whatever and also like again caden sounds like a david bowie type like he w- he wears really low rise, very very tight jeans, lots of makeup, and has a sparkly blue guitar. And he's like, yep. "But you make a spectacle of your sexuality." <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off, indeed. Oh, gosh. Anyway, they get together, um, and they keep making music. There is a really cute like theme with the song that they write in high school and it comes back a couple of times and it changes each time like Mm -hmm. depending on where they are and who's singing and that's really sweet and i thought that was adorable and lovely again there was a lot to recommend in this book a lot that pissed me off but honestly more to recommend than pissed me off (laughs) yeah 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 so i don't know that's kind of all i have to say about that book yeah me too all right um Oh, sorry. One more thing. And then, and then I am, I promise that I'm done. So a lot of these books have a, a dream sex scene fake out where like a chapter starts with them having sex all of a sudden. And then it's become so well trodden a device that like we all know. Yeah. So this book did it, but it set up. So it was like. Um, the, it was in the present and the present chapter before said, oh, they had just finished the tour at this point and they were about to go up into Scandinavia. And then the beginning of the sex scene dream fake out was obviously later in the tour. Uh huh. Like they mentioned a different city and I was like, I think that there was like half a moment that was like, it is later in the tour. Yeah. Things have happened. Is this actually happening? It was a it was a dream fake out. But it had me going and not many books do anymore, so I same. want to give kudos to that. Same. It also had me going. I really genuinely thought maybe they were having sex. I was gonna give it a ding though, if they were having sex, because I was like, Wow, you just skipped a whole bunch of really important scenes to get to this moment. But then it was like, Oh, but you you're not having sex, that's so fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it was dream. a dream, that's a lot. <laughs> Great. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, that was that book. Uh, that Moonlight was Becomes Moonlight you. Becomes You. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Lucky Moon Book One by MJ O'Shea and Piper Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was perfect. Reckless Ambition, issue number one. Pretty Boy Rock, book four. Blondes, socialites, pretentiousness. There's only one thing that Maverick despises more than these three defining attributes. A liar. 
Maverick Jennings joins his fellow bandmates to form Reckless Ambition, his past a distant memory, and an opportunity to be a rock star in his future. His brush with the elite has hardened his perspective of the world and has shaped his ideology of the man he prides himself to be. Women are a distraction, and he refuses to let them stand in the way of what he views as important climbing the music charts to stardom. His rules are forged in the thread of his armor, an impenetrable guard against any woman who wishes to be more than one knight. Guinevere Vandenberg has a plethora of secrets, but they each serve a purpose. She takes a job at, as reckless ambitions publicist, determined to build the life that she is never supposed to have. She would do anything to protect her chance at a future, one free from nepotism and influence. She has every detail of her life outlined and strategized, every variable considered, the one contemplation she didn't count. Sorry, that is what the word is. The one, there's one contemplation she didn't account for. Maverick. Again. Reckless Ambition, issue one, puts a rock star twist on novels like Fifty Shades of Grey and the Steel Brothers saga. Scroll up one link and see why readers are saying this rock star series is making their bodies thrum and their hearts sing. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that is incredible. <laughs> okay. Listeners. I'm speaking to you now in a calm, level tone to advise you to lower the volume on your playing device because I'm going to be screaming a lot <laughs> over the next 40 or so minutes because this book made me so angry that hot, heaving flames on the side of my face, hot, breathe, breath, breath, breathing. Um, okay. Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. So we start with Maverick in a bar. And this is obviously his local haunt because the bartender Cassie knows him and he knows her. Spoiler, spoiler. Cassie is the only redeemable character in this whole book. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, she is gone. She's also, spoiler, already. spoiler, she's in my FMK. This is why I'm bringing her up. <laughs> but this, this, so Maverick's at this bar and this, this hot blonde comes up to him and is basically like, hey, and he's like, eh, you're not my type. Uh, and then Cassie comes over and tries to do this girl a solid. And it's like, basically just like, hey, you're wasting your time with this one. And then this blonde Meredith is her name is like, look at me and look at you. Forgive me if I don't take advice from that tomboy or whatever she says. And then, um, uh, Maverick says he doesn't do pretentious blondes. Fuck off chick. Bye. I'm leaving. I'm going on a plane and I'm leaving town. Bye. Whatever. Fuck you. And Cassie's like, uh -huh. and then he says, Oh, Oh, I have this highlighted. Hold on, please. 
And then to give you insight into the sort of man that Maverick is, he says, Cassie's been beneath me, yet unlike most conquests, we were able to keep things cordial and platonic after it was over. So that's how he talks about women in his head. That's fun. That was an early red flag for this book. Yeah, and that was on page five. Uh So it all goes downhill from here. And then we cut to Guinevere, who is... She graduated from Columbia ago. (laughs) Unclear. (laughs) And so she comes from money and she doesn't want to like she has an older sister who's like the perfect kid who's basically just like gave up on her dreams to do the dad's business because that was easier and blah 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 and Guinevere doesn't want that she wants to like make her own place in the world she wants to earn things in her life so she's basically like I mean now that she's now that she's graduated from an Ivy League school that she didn't have to pay for, now she's ready to strike her out on her own. Um, but hey, listen, good for you, girl. Like, she hey, wants to be. A- she had a job in the library or mailroom, and that job helped her sometimes get food she liked. But then it says later that her meal plan was paid for. Yeah, I know. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) So, listen, listen. I admire that she wants to, like, make her own way in the world and and earn it on her own. I think that is laudable. I appreciate that in a character that's, like, good motivation for a lot of what she does. Great. The timeline of how long it's been since she hasn't had the money and like what she does and doesn't understand of someone who's responsible for themselves is all very messy. It's very messy. Like she had a job in the library slash mailroom to help pay for things, but then she also doesn't know how to do her own laundry. Yep. It's very muddy. It's very confusing. And, but she doesn't like to tell people she's from money, which I think is what I like. Listen, a lot of old money won't talk about how much money they have because it's yeah. gauche. A, it's gauche, and B, it like will change the way people treat you. So if someone's talking about how rich they are, you know that they're nouveau riche, and you can look down on them for it. Exactly. Um. So she, you know, she has an apartment with her bestie in New York, and she's trying to make it out on her own. And then she gets called into interview for this job where, like, okay, okay, so she wants to be a journalist. But she ends up interviewing to be a publicist for this new band because the owner of something picked her specifically. We never find out why. Never. I imagine it comes up in a future book, but it was such a passing remark so early in the book that it's not going to pay off well if it's ever explained. Right. Anyway, um, so she's interviewed by a woman who says there's a ding against her because she has a vagina and she doesn't need a publicist who feels too many feelings. So, you know, Uh. that's how men think women interact with each other. That's cute. Um, And she, okay, okay. The, The premise of this book is insane to me. So there's a new record label called Pretty Boy Rock or something. Oh my god, uh, this cracks my shit. They up. they are trying to 
disrupt the rock and roll industry by putting together bands of rock stars who are pretty because nobody's ever done it before. Yes. Never. Never never once. Like, it breaks the way we think about rock stars Because because nobody has ever thought, you know what? There are no hot rock stars. (laughs) Not a one. Not a single rock star. Ryan Stacks and S.R. Watson have never heard of David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, Young Mick Jagger, etc. I've never heard of things like uh, the Monkees or the Backstreet Boys or any number of other bands. Or musical groups that were put together by record labels specifically to sell just whatever. Like, yeah, I was like, do these authors not know what a boy band is? Or all of the K-pop industry? Like, what? Anyway. So, also, at the, at the interview, this woman has to explain what rock and roll is to Guinevere. And I'm like, if you need to explain the genre to her, she probably doesn't isn't qualified for this job, but whatever. So basically she gets hired to be the publicist for this new band, uh, reckless ambition. She and the band are going to be sent to a house, like a, a McMansion in Malibu for three months so that the band can like work together, get to know each other, write some music, play some gigs, get a little momentum going. And then she's going to live with them and like handle their, their PR and their like social media presence and all of that, all of that. And it's like, okay, sure. I guess I like that, that part of the premise I'm fine with. Sure. Whatever. Um, so, so then God, so we get there, we get to this gorgeous house. Um, and Maverick just like lets himself into the house. This is important later. He meets up with the other members of the band. They all knew each other. They had all met at auditions for this band, but now they're like in a band together. And then um, they're like, all the other band members are like, hey, hey, Maverick, you're the leader. That means you should have the master suite because you're the leader. Okay, bye. Like they have no personalities. Also, I had to point out one of them is named Jackson, J-A-X-S-O-N. Claire's favorite. (laughs) the claire special we call it um and then uh so they all go up on the roof and then guinevere shows up in nice clothes because i'd like to remind everyone she's at her first day of a new job and walks up onto the roof and he's like hey did you just like let yourself in is that what people do here in cali and i'm like okay first of all nobody in california calls it cali (laughs) fuck off two you just did the same thing and then also she's like oh hi i'm so and so and apparently they hadn't been informed of her arriving because she was meant to come the next day and not the day before no they have been informed of her arriving it's just that the leader of this uh himself doesn't check his email yeah but nobody else knew who she was either no but he could have known if he had checked his email they emailed him and not anyone else in the band assuming that he was gonna because he's the leader that's right and he's like i don't read my emails unless i'm told i have to i was like you're starting a new job bro what anyway so she's sitting there in her nice clothes and he's like you come from money. You're pretentious, aren't you? And she's like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Leave me alone. No, I don't. He's like, oh, so you're a liar, too. You're a liar. And they're like, yeah, your bandmate comes from money. And it's like, oh, it's different because I hate people who didn't have to work for it. And I'm like, do you think he worked for that money? No, he also comes from a rich family. Bro, what the fuck are you doing? And then also he's like, he gets he gets given free reign of a three-story enormous house where he can just write music because he's pretty and he feels like he's worked for everything in his life. And I'm like, fuck you. This is where we need to bring up that our, our main character is an obvious self insert for one of our writers. Ryan stacks is apparently a USA today, bestselling author and is also kind of an Instagram personality because uh-huh. he has a conventionally attractive body yes. and long hair and he models and things and but then and he has these like sleeves of tattoos but if you look he's also the cover model for he this the book cover model for this book he is the cover model for this book and you know what you know what i'm breaking the rules christine i need you on mic yes i am here what uh, here he is oh my goodness oh i mean okay yeah he's hot yeah is that I photo wanna... heavily edited though probably no. of course it is wait hold it hold it back up claire yeah no i'm gonna zoom in okay cause... great i want to point out that that tattoo on his left boob is a uh, big hero six <laughs> character <laughs> And the book goes out of its way to say that our guy Maverick has Disney and Pixar tattoos to take some of the edge off of his otherwise super edgy look. It's right over his nipple. Oh, yeah. He's a Disney adult. Look, here's here's Beauty Beauty and the Beast. The other side of his chest is from Tangled. That's them putting up the lanterns. Oh, my God. But is this edited for the, the book cover? No. no these Those are his, his actual tattoos. tattoos. Oh, boy. So this bottom arm, that's all, um, uh, that is all, uh, uh, that's going to be Alice in Wonderland. So there's flowers and hearts and there's Alice. I think so. Oh, yikes, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a Disney adult. Um, it is also important that he's written a lot of things also about like Christianity. He's oh, yikes. Christian. <sighs> he lives with his wife in Utah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, so he obviously is the writer and the cover model and modeled this main character after him. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. I just, just wait until you hear what a romantic guy he is. Oh, I, well, the clip at the beginning. It gets worse. Yikes. Oh, How? I, uh, okay. Great. All right. Thank you, Christine. So then, um, uh, a few things happen that I'd like to point out. One, that he, he gives up the master suite cause he didn't feel comfortable living being in the master suite when everyone else was in just a large bedroom instead of an enormous bedroom, which sure I can get that fine, whatever, whatever. But then the boys all decide that the master suite is the fuck room so that they don't have to have women in their personal beds. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to, I just need to skip ahead a little bit like to the very end of the book, if only because 
we hear him say out loud things like, that is why I never kiss women on the mouth. That is why I never actually eat a woman out because it's too intimate. Um, but if she though, wants to blow me, that's fine. That's, that's up to her, like whatever she wants to do. But <gasps> so, yeah, immediately he, uh, oh, also immediately he takes control. He's the least rock and roll rock star I have ever heard in my entire life. Cause he's like, no fun guys. The music comes first. Don't get distracted by pussy. And then we have to spend two or three paragraphs talking about the cleaning schedule they set up oh my god this they, book is full of domesticity and it so is the much, last thing i want to read in a rock star novel it's so much bathtubbing and the, it, it easily could have been a sentence like oh we figured out a cleaning schedule and you know guinevere can be like i have a feeling that these boys are messy and i'm gonna have to pick up some of the slack but it's the job whatever whatever but no it's paragraphs paragraphs of like okay we're gonna do it on a rotation and we're each these are the different things that we have to be responsible for it it was so fucking boring it was boring and also it was uh so when they all go to the grocery store because we have to all go to the fucking grocery store because they don't have any food in there and he has to belittle her because she's getting frozen food and he's like no 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 we are all cooking for each other that is the rule i have made up and how is it possible that you can't even cook for yourself i will teach you how to cook you are now required to learn how to cook under me and i'm like why i'm okay as an adult i'm a person who often is like you really people should learn how to cook basic meals for themselves that are delicious and taste good and make them feel better but you know what if you don't want to fine because cooking is work and it is specific work that is often hard and if you don't expect to be in a communal living situation you don't have to learn how to cook for other people either it's Mm -mm. a nice thing to do it'll get you laid but absolutely not and being belittled in the grocery store by a rock star because she cannot cook i'm like this is not the rock star book i wanted no this the the on that same vein he is like he he berates her constantly for being pretentious even though she's done nothing to indicate that she is other than wear nice clothes but it's like you you're you're in a rich part of la and you're at work obviously you're gonna wear nice clothes um but then she's in the frozen food aisle and he's like, oh, this gar- you eat this garbage? <laughs> and then she's like, well, who's being pretentious now, asshole? And here's the thing. She calls him out on his shit a lot, uh-huh. but like eight times out of ten, he just brushes it off. And it doesn't matter well, and that like, she said those things. And one of the she calls him out is like, what do you mean? I can like nice things. You like nice things, too. You drink this very expensive whiskey. You, you wear nice clothes. And he says, the difference is I earned it. How? And yeah, well, here's how. Because he's an architect. <laughs> like his a job that he left to be a rock star mm-hmm. is being an architect. Also, we find out he has a chip on his shoulder because he was uh he went to this like really hoity-toity prep school when he was younger because his dad was the janitor. 
So people look down on him for that. But he got a free ride scholarship for nothing that he himself did. Yeah. But he thinks that he earned everything. Yep. Uh, anyway, so then we have to talk about their first gig. Um, it is during the day at a restaurant. Yeah. And it is two hours of cover songs. And it's like a nice restaurant. And they're like, everybody just got up and started cheering. And I'm like, not in that neighborhood of LA. They did not, honey. Yeah. But then there's the media there. The media is there. And then after their first gig, they went from 10,000 Instagram followers to 70,000. I'm like, before you released a single song, of course you don't have 10,000 Instagram followers. Oh, the, the, the studio boss them those are all bots sure i guess well and you know why though like we could attribute them to having early publicity success because the public the publicist is good she's good at her job because guinevere is doing her damn job yeah and we could just say that or assume that but no 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 we must continually belittle her for all of her life choices even though (sighs) she's the one who's ensuring our success yep so then um he he talks he tells everyone in the band not to get distracted by snatch and then he's the first one to bring someone home and they go to the fuck palace and like uh guinevere is like she like basically basically accidentally catches them at it and is like oh uh and is really embarrassed because she has she thinks that that uh maverick is so hot whatever 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 anyway so then she's like you know what I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like attracted to this guy. A, he's a fucking asshole. B, this is my job. So I'm going to get on the apps because I'm, I'm in this house for three months. I'm in town for three months. God, I almost threw the book. I almost stopped and texted you being like, I'm not, I can't read anymore. I'm done. Fair. So she gets on the apps. She sets up a date with a man named Gaitlin, uh-huh. which is like the name Caitlin, but with a G. Yep. I don't I uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe he's from Planet Glacerus. I do not know. But he shows up and Maverick is the one who answers the door and feels that because he is dressed casually and did not bring flowers that that is not acceptable. So he slams the door in poor Gatlin's face and when Genevieve is like what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you're not going out with that guy. And Genevieve is like, yeah, I am. He lifts her over his shoulder, takes her into her bedroom, throws her onto her bed. And then is that when they fuck? Or is that when he just like makes out with her or something? Uh, I don't know. I they think... fool around, but it's so attractive. It's such as like romantic caveman mode. That's super sexy. Yeah, I think that is when they fuck because that's when she because he he says like because she also she admits that she was a virgin and that was the first time she had sex. Oh no 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 no! He discovers that she's a virgin and that was her fault. And right. then he says, "You should have told me." Also, it's good that you waited this long, but you should have saved yourself for somebody who meant something to you. After we've seen him hook up with people. But, you know, guys, it's different for guys. You know, like, guys just, like, can't control themselves. It's, like, different for guys. Like, they don't have to wait or, like, do any of those things. They can do whatever the fuck they want because they have penises. So it's fine. Uh, Also, then we discover that she has a latex allergy, which I'm assuming is something that happened to this guy's wife. Because it's kind of a weird thing to put into a story. But I'm glad that we did because it doesn't come up often. Yeah. 
And so our she man gets, knows what a latex allergy is. Yeah. He, so of course, she, has to tell her. Right. So she gets a latex allergy, and it 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 sounded rough. But like when it got to the point that like the the initial panic was over, and the sort of like okay, this is what we're doing, and it'll it'll be fine in a little bit. Blah blah blah. Then because this is written by men, she feels guilty that he didn't get to come. Um, and then she tries to get him to be like, hey, should we keep going? And he literally says, no, I'm not. Sure Shoving my cock into your greedy cunt again until it recovers. So that was fun. Um, also, they keep calling her babysitter. And he, yep. f- he feels that they don't need anyone watching over them because he's worked so hard for this. And they have access to this enormous house and, like, all the wine in the nice wine cellar. And, yeah, like, which they several... Take several expensive cars but he's he's earned it he's earned it so like they don't need a babysitter like oh god it was miserable so then there's a house party and the other bandmates who are cardboard they're just like oh hey hey maverick hey jenna hey guinevere it's it's fine i'm gonna go they're cardboard um they're cardboard men the cardboard men, they go to the house party and Guinevere's like, I'm going to, it's just Maverick. I know Maverick's not going to the house party. It's just the two of us. I'm going to put on a sexy dress and I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to be like, hey, what's going on? And then maybe we'll bone. But if we don't, then I know that that was a one-off thing and I can move on with my life. And I'm like, sure, whatever, girl, go for it. And then she goes up to she tries to go up to his room but then that girl from before is there and he has his hand in the small of her back and she's like oh well obviously they're fucking again i'm gonna go to this house party i'm gonna get drunk and i'm gonna hook up with some random guy and i'm like yeah sounds fine do that you're an adult you're an adult you're making decisions go for it girl but then, oh my god, so like one of the other band members uh, calls Maverick and is like, dude, bro, you gotta come to the party. It's so much fun. Even the babysitter's about to get fucked by some random guy. And then they hang, the, you know, Maverick hangs up and then he shows up and is ready to fight this guy and is basically telling uh, Guinevere, like, no, you don't know what you're doing. I have to be responsible for you because you can't make decisions for yourself right now. So I'm going to fight this guy. And it's just like, fucking what? Like, why? Why any of this? It was so upsetting and unattractive. And like, the thing that really gets me is that this character is obviously a self insert for one of our writers. And it's like, is this how you treat women? Is Uh this every day for you? Yeah. Because I need to contact some people and convince them to leave your life. Yes. Like, this is not okay. None not of this sexy. is okay. It's not sexy. None of it's sexy. He's like, and he, like, a term of endearment that he has for her is, oh, you're my little liar. And then when they finally get around to it, and she's like, yeah, I am from money. You, you, you discovered my secret. Good job. Yeah. And but like I don't want that life. I'm trying to make my own life. I'm trying to earn things on my own. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you tell anyone that? Because you just spent the last two hundred pages belittling her for it and calling her a fucking liar. Like and that's what shut she the says. fuck up, bro. She says, well, because of the way you treated me from the very from the very first second we met, and he's like, Yeah, I was a little rough on you. Like, no, you were a monster. You were an absolute garbage person to a woman you had just met but you'll note that he didn't act that way with his fellow bandmate who has a penis yes 
Um, who is also extremely rich. Who's also extremely, like, he knows the price of a, was it like a Birkin bag or something? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, those are, and just like rattled it off, like, oh, those are that much. But it's cool, like, because it, it's bros, so it's fine if it, I, anyway. Um, so then they talk it out. They they get to a place where they're like, oh, maybe we're going to see what happens. Oh, they, they like fuck on the down low because it's like yeah. naughty and sexy. And even though he established all these rules and said no one can fuck the babysitter. And at one point he walks in and one of the other bandmates is flirting with her. Obviously just lightly, because he... Lightly Lightly, flirting. barely. Just for the fun of it. It was obviously for the fun of it. And then like Maverick freaks out and is like, don't get distracted by fucking pussy, bro. That's fucking lame. No one gets to fuck the babysitter. But then he fucks the babysitter and it's like, well, we can't trust you for shit bro and then also obviously rules don't matter the rules that you impose on others don't apply to you and that is the definition of hypocrisy indeed i, I wanted to just ugh. anyway so they're fucking on the down low things are going great and then we we meet the the best friend from new york shows up by surprise as does guinevere's older sister genevieve uh-huh how they knew where they were staying unexplained not told but that's when we find out that maverick actually went to the same preparatory academy as guinevere and genevieve uh-huh. and, in, and in my mind i'm like oh she's pretentious so she probably says like oh yes my name is Genevieve, because that's how you say it en français um but this is how we find out that they dated in secret for three years and then she just moved away to she and uh genevieve and maverick dated in secret for three years and then she moved away to Paris which we find out was not her choice to make no she the dad was, was moving forced. to Paris and he's like older daughter you're coming with me younger daughter you're staying behind because I obviously don't love you as much bye but then Maverick is like she just threw me aside like I didn't mean anything that's why I hate rich people that's why I hate pretentious people and that's why I hate fucking blondes yes and then we find out that she's blonde because it turns out that like and this whole time Guinevere has been a redhead but it turns out that it's a dye job and it's like I knew it I knew you were lying to me because you're a fucking blonde and then at one point during this whole fight Guinevere's like okay so I'm sorry what you're still hung up on shit that happened to you in high school what the fuck is wrong with you? It's, oh, I've been wrong because I'm a man. Oh. And that's actually the end of the book. Yeah, that is the end of the book. That is the uh, last thing that happens. He runs out of the house pissed that a blonde woman lied has to him. The audacity to dye her hair red and be rich and have a sister he knows. Because she's a it's all, anyway so the next book is also about them yeah so these books i did not know are episodic as opposed to like standalones i'm not gonna read them i don't no. want them to end up together because he is a monster no. and i see no like boy i feel like like i get that it says issue one out of a series it's book uh -huh. four but no, fuck you. You sold this as a book. You should have said this is part one of this particular love story or something. Right. Something that will right. let us know that this is like the beginning of their long, dumb love. Yes. Um, so he's the fucking worst. And um, she like... 
stands up for herself, but it never matters. Like narratively, never. it doesn't do anything. And like, it's it. It was so frustrating. Yeah. No, also, he's like his line of how when people were pretentious and when they weren't pretentious was very blurry because yep. he. It, it's when they have vaginas. That's when, because yep. then he gets to be mad at women. Yep. Um, and they're dumb. All most all women are dumb. Like they're all dumb. They're all liars. They're yeah. Again, Cassie the bartender is the only redeeming character in this whole book. Right. Listen, and she knew to not get entangled with this guy. She was I know, just right? Like, oh, great! I had a good fuck. Goodbye. I was mostly fine with Guinevere as a as a as a character, except that she was like attracted to this asshole and was like, "Oh, I wanna I wanna get him mad." So he goes into caveman mode because it's so sexy. I'm like, what? There's a point too. Like one of the reasons why, like she's, um, oh, also when she tells Andrea that she's secretly rich, and just like I knew the whole time. Then why why the point of that anyway? When they go to the house party, the, one of the things about wh- why people know that she's rich is that she's over. She's always overdressed. And then she goes to this house party in a rich neighborhood in L.A., like beachfront property, wearing Louboutin pumps and a bodycon dress. And she's like, I'm so overdressed. I'm like, no, every no. single woman at that party is wearing that exact same outfit. 100%. It's just colors that are different. Yep. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, on top of this not being fun to read and uh, Maverick being a love interest, I don't think I've hated anyone this much since Rourke, honestly. Like, he's going to go up there as, like, number one monsters that we have read. Yeah. Yeah, he is. On top of that, some of this book is so terribly written. So awfully written. I'd like to... Much Go like for the actual, uh, the actual introduction to this book, which mm-hmm. there is only one contemplation she didn't account for, uh-huh. Maverick, which is a sentence that makes absolutely no sense. Uh-huh. Much of this book made no fucking sense. I'd like to read a sentence to you. Please. I'll be damned if it ends with the prejudgment bullshit, bullshit Maverick labeled me as. Yep. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what that means. There's a lot of awkward prose. I have another example for you. Regardless if it would never lead anywhere. That's not how you use regardless. <laughs> That's not how that sentence structure works. Um, also, it is obvious to me that our writers went to thesaurus.com and just picked random words regardless of what they actually mean. Like there's a point where Maverick is talking about this girl he hooks up with and it's like and her skills in bed were unhidden. That's <laughs> no. You you thought that clear or obvious was not literary enough. So you went to a thesaurus and picked a word that sounded good despite the fact that that's not how you use that word. Yeah. Yeah. This happened, um, it just, it drove me crazy. Here's, here's a section I would like to read. So, uh, a, this is the interview portion where, <laughs> where, uh, our lady Guinevere is being interviewed by her new boss, mm-hmm. uh, for Who we never job. see ever again. We never see, it doesn't matter. Um, and so then she has a long monologue about now again, like our girl purposefully, put in her resume for a rock and roll something, a magazine. She thought yes. it was going to be a something. So she wanted to be a rock and roll journalist. Here's from that. 
Rock music is a broad genre that originated from rock and roll in the early 1950s. With every era, new subgenres emerge, borrowing from other genres to propel the characteristics of the sound forward. However, when people think of rock stars, they still envision the stereotypical appearance that hasn't transformed much since the 80s. Nobody ever imagines a guy with model good looks being the member of a rock band. In fact, our first two bands signed were mocked by the media, stating that some of the members looked more like they belonged on a runway or on a cover of a magazine. It wasn't long before their talents earned the respect of all the doubters. Jesus Christ, lady. Also, this, these writers have never heard of Adam Levine. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a shit ton of exceedingly hot rock stars who have, who are models. Right. Okay, I'd like to read a few more uh, wrong words used. Perceptively, they don't come to find me. <laughs> Perfect. Regardless of the urges he erects within me. Nope. Mm-mm. That's not how that works. Well, his effect lacked expression, but the bulge he sported says he liked it. <sighs> Let's just throw prepositions anywhere. Also, his effect lacked expression. What the fuck does that mean? Is it supposed to be affect? Like Maybe. I'm not surprised you were the first to use the fuck suite, Kellum surmises. <laughs> no. It's, it's bad. It's bad all around, kids. And like... God, I have so many. Oh God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I have so many examples of like Maverick being a fucking asshole. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read a couple. Yeah, do it. I have no reason to eye fuck anyone. I retort that would imply getting pussy as a challenge. My cock strains against my board shorts. That alone is enough to to send him packing. Cock strains against my board shorts. <laughs> Your style of dress is rarely appropriate for the casual occasion, yet you're unapologetically you. And all of the, and add all that up, and to someone who doesn't know how kind, generous, or loving you are, they'd read you as pretentious. Fucking what? That was, that was the friend, but, you know, whatever. Okay. Oh, wait. What is your best tea here? What do the women like? The act was thoughtful, but I didn't ask for her to, I didn't ask her for the tea. That's what makes it thoughtful, you idiot. <laughs> Fucking what? Oh, God. Okay. You want to be fucked, babysitter? Because I can smell your wetness, and it isn't the thought of Gaitlin making you wet right now, is it? He runs Ugh. a lone finger down the center of my wetness, confirming his accusation. Answer no. me, babe. Tell me you want this, and I'll give you all the orgasms you can endure. Nope. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to hear anymore. I'm done. Okay. Absolutely so, not. So yeah, um, he is a, a, a monster. He he is hell incarnate. Um, she unfortunately doesn't know enough of the world to know to stay away from him. Uh, the rest of the band are cardboardmen, and the most baffling thing of all is that at one part their itinerary gets faxed to them. Yep. From a record exec that we never see in person. Yep. Even what? though this book is from now times. Even this book is from now times. 
I, it's just like, uh, it was so bad. Like, I just, uh. Neil, <sighs> I'm going to have to say it. That was that book. That was Reckless Abandon, issue one, Pretty Boy Rock, book four, by S.R. Watson and Ryan Stacks. <sighs> Neil. Claire. I think it's time. I think it's time. It's time to play. Fuck Mary Kill. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Let's play Fuck, fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary Kill. Are you ready? Let's play Fuck Mary yeah. Kill. Fuck Mary 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 Kill. Are you ready? Fuck Mary Kill. That was the wrong one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Um, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Okay. Yes. Our lead singers, Shane, okay. Caden, Maverick. That was actually one of mine too. <laughs> I'm going to kill Maverick. Kill him I'm, dead. I'm going to flay him alive with my eyes. <laughs> and I'm going to drink his, expes- his, his expensive scotch while I do it. Oh, there's a point too. He, do you even drink beer, babysitter? Yeah, because women don't know what beer is. Fuck off. Um, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him dead. I'm gonna kill him. Learn necromancy so that I can bring him back, so that I can kill him again. Yep. Over and over and over every day. Over and over. My my pre bedtime ritual will be sacrificing a chicken to bring him back to life, so that I can murder him again. That will help me decompress after the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good exercise. Great. I'm going to fuck Caden slash Jesse. Um, listen, I can't, I can't marry. I can't like, I can't marry him. He's, he lied. He lied so much. I did appreciate that as soon as he saw how hurt uh, Shane was by his revenge plan, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yep. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, shit. So then at the end, when they were like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you, too. They were both perfectly valid. And yes, I appreciated how that was handled. But like, listen, someone someone who devotes that much of their life just to get revenge on a single person. I don't want to be married to that person. No, I can't. So I'm going to fuck Hayden and I'm going to marry Shane. And like, I guess I'll never get to top him, but I guess I'll live with that. Um, cause under it all, he seemed like, he seemed like a nice guy. Also, he did the sex, drugs and rock and roll. Uh, Maverick was too busy going for early morning runs on the beach and drinking a moderate amount of expensive scotch because he's too busy with like, he wasn't rock and roll at all. No. Uh, and uh, anyway yeah i mean the book is called reckless ambition and he was not reckless he wasn't reckless at all at all uh, anyway what about you claire um yeah i'm gonna kill maverick i think that goes without saying yeah um but i am gonna marry caden okay and i'm gonna marry him because that man commits <laughs> <laughs> he commits to lovers he commits to revenge schemes yeah he yeah, does it all He's a committed man. He's a, um, he is a committed man. His mom seems nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to uh, fuck Shane because he seems to have gotten a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. And he's the rock and roll star that 
is a star. Like, yeah. And he's got all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll to go with it. And yeah. that's what I was hoping for in these books. Exactly. I, because I'm marrying him, I do now have Nikki as a brother-in-law, and I don't appreciate that. Like, he would say something terrible and misogynistic and homophobic, and then the narrative would be like, oh, sh- you know, Shane had heard it so much, it was hard to get offended. Sorry, sorry, Shane. I'm going to call your brother out constantly on it, and there's going to be a rift between us, and yeah. that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is actually very similar, Claire. Ooh, okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Luck, moonlight, reckless ambition. Oh, okay. Well, um... Okay, so I am going to kill Reckless Ambition. Um, Uh I think uh, they have, they are the type of thing that uh, I think most people who really love rock and roll hate, which is they are sellouts. They're sellouts. Who did not actually have to work for anything that they got. Like, for Mm -hmm. as much as he's upset about people who are just given things, what does he work for? He has given everything. Yeah. Uh, they're, they don't have to work for the fabulous luxury home that they're in. They don't actually have to work that hard for publicity. Mm-mm. All of their first things are just covers, which, I mean, to be fair, Lux was as well. And I think most bands are. Yeah, when you're but, starting out. But also Luck was starting out in high school. Yeah, yeah. They were high school kids playing at a high school dance. No. Uh, oh, my God, I the do... scene where Jesse almost threw up. Oh, that was so cute. It was so cute. It was really cute because he was so, so nervous. I am. Uh, no, I'm going to kill Reckless Ambition. Kill him. Um, I am going to fuck Luck because they sound like fun, but mm-hmm. they also sound like not really my type of music. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight sounds way more up my alley. Like, yeah. they sound like they're an arty like, band that made it big. Um, I don't really want to bring up Arcade Fire because, you know, they're going through through some crap right now. But they sound more like Arcade Fire. (laughs) And I'm on board. Like, uh, that sounds great. Like, that's the kind of music I like. And (laughs) also, it sounds like way more moody, way more Claire Sad Sack music. So (laughs) uh, I'm on board. Great. I want to do the same. I'm going to kill Reckless Ambition. The thing is, too, those other three guys seem perfectly nice, but they're just like, hey, Bavik, you should yeah. get the mystery because I'm a cardboard man. Um, not enough to save them. Sorry. Um, I'm also going to fuck luck. Like, I bet Nick is good in bed, but I don't want to spend any more time with him than I have to. Nope. Um, and Dev seemed fine. And then Will is, <laughs> Will will just watch because everyone will forget that he's there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also going to marry Moonlight. Like, listen, I have issues with Jesse slash Kaden, but um, the we there's one member of Moonlight that we don't spend a lot of time with, but the other one, Surya, I think was his name. Yeah. He seemed really cool. He was just like, like when Shay needed to talk to someone who knew Kaden, he would go to Surya and be like, what the fuck is going on? And Surya's like, listen, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, you seem cool. And like, Kaden's really nice. I don't get why there's beef. I don't, I don't get it. Sorry. You do you though. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, like, okay, listen, uh, like a gay guy in glam with a piano, just like singing his heart out. Like, Oh, like the Rufus Wainwrights of the world, the Mika's of the world. Like I want it. I want it so bad so bad and that's so bad. what it sounds like moonlight is like yeah. a lot of that and i'm just like yes yes and like yeah sure Caden sounded hot or whatever but like 
And then I do like the sparkly blue guitar, but like him at that piano and like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll marry, I'll marry that so much. Yeah, absolutely. That's hot. hot. Yeah. Oh my God. I, uh, I finally got to see Mika tangent. I finally got to see him after like, I've been a fan of his since his first album came out, like my freshman year of college. I finally got to see him in concert. Oh my God. That man is so sexy. Oh God. And him and his piano. Oh fuck. It was so good. It's so good. And then the, the, um, the name of the tour was the rites of spring tour. So they handed out flowers beforehand. So we all had flowers that we were like waving around and, uh, he sang, there was a, a song of his that I was like, ah, oh, I hope he sings a song. I doubt he will. Cause it's in French, but then he sang it. Oh, God, it was so good. He was in this like pink blazer, and then like took his, sh- and, and then wore like a mesh shirt with like flowers on it. And then that came off at some, oh God, he was so sexy. It was such a good show. And that's oh. what we wanted from these books. Is that's what we wanted. Shows. Sexy good shows. Even if it, even if it were like, I don't know, like eighties hair rock or whatever, like that's not where I want to be, but like, that's still more interesting to read than I've been running on the beach in the morning and I had a protein shake and then I yell at my bandmates cause they want to have sex with women. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Anyway, out of all of the characters, Claire. Um. Well. Um. I am going to kill Maverick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No bueno. Uh, no, the opposite of bueno. Yeah. Malo. Yeah. No good. No good. No good. Um. Ooh. You know, actually, I'm just gonna stick with Shane and Caden. Like, I'm okay. still gonna marry Caden, and I'm still gonna fuck Shane. Like. <laughs> Fair. I feel fair, really fair, good fair. about that choice. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm also going to kill Maverick. I want to fuck Shane. Okay, he seemed good at it. Like yeah. he, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Um, and then originally I was going to marry Cassie. But now I think I want to marry Surya. Uh, yeah. Because then I could, still, a... I could still get the rock star partner, but he's not a liar. <laughs> Yeah, he's and not, very nice he's not and driven solely by revenge from yeah. someone who fucked him over in high school. <laughs> Secret theme! Secret, Secret theme! theme! Holding Secret on to theme. shit from high school into adulthood. That actually does sound like rock stars. Yeah. Yeah, that does. <laughs> that does. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's correct for a rock star book. Great. And the books, Claire? Um. Yeah. So... Um, I'm going to have to kill Reckless Ambition. Oh, God. Um, that's no good. No good. And I am going to fuck Moonlight. Like, okay, we tell listeners, we say at the beginning, if you don't want a spoiler, just go buy the books. If you've gotten to this point, don't, don't, don't buy Reckless Ambition. No. Please just don't do it. No, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. You were going to fuck Moonlight? Yeah. Or Moonlight Becomes You or whatever? Yeah. I'm not Death ready becomes to marry her, it. The think, rock opera? Yeah, I'm not ready to marry it. I think there's like some things that I'm not quite, you know, I'm not quite there yet. But I had a really good time with the book, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to I'm gonna kill Reckless Ambition. Like, listen, <sighs> Guinevere, they done her dirty. I feel like handled by a better author, she would have been a really fun character. Agreed. Um... And Maverick is garbage. garbage. He is hot Chinatown garbage trying to fuck a woman. Like it is 
uh, flames on the side of my face. I can't. I cannot. I can't. Uh, what? Anyway, um, no. and then we're gonna fuck Moonlight. Um, you know, we talked about the the issues that I had with it. Parts of the parts of the the past story kind of fell apart. There were some moments that I wish had been there, been in there that weren't. But overall, they did a really good job of um, doing the two concurrent timelines. Each section was informed by the previous section and informed the next. Like it, it, it was a really structurally, it was really tight, and yeah. I really appreciate that. It was hard to pull off. Our writers did a good job with it, and we've seen it not work out before. So, like that alone, I was really excited about these were actual rock stars i felt like i was actually at concerts and it was also just sort of like yeah the the he was burnt out on the rock and roll lifestyle but like there was more nuance to it than that like i i i I believed it i believed everything that he felt and all of that and um yeah i'm just i'm just really upset that he like looks down on bottoms same but other than that, it was, it was a good book. It was enjoyable. I just wish, like, because I knew that Caden was Jesse so early in, it was just like, every time there was another clue, I'm like, it's so obvious. Why doesn't he see it yet? Yeah. At the same time, imagine that someone who looks very, who, someone that you've never seen before from a country you've never, you you don't know anyone from is like, surprise, I'm someone you knew in high school. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's fair. I'm going to give it to him. Sure. Like I, I, if there's someone that I only know from work and I see them in like out on the street, I don't recognize them right away. Cause it's entirely out of context. Like I get it. I get it. It was just kind of frustrating to read. It's just like obvious. It's so obvious. Yeah. It's so obvious. So I think maybe the writers did a little bit too good of a job planning those clues. Yeah. Anyway, overall it was fun and I, and I'm going to fuck it. Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? For our favorite game. For our favorite game. <gasps> Christy. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, that was so a good one. Excited. Claire. Okay. Claire. Uh, give it right. to me. So, our first, first book is Greek Tycoon Waitress Wife. Are there clues in the title? There are clues in the title. I'm sorry. What was the what was the parenthetical, Claire? Greek tycoon waitress wife bedded by blackmail. Book eleven by Julia James. Wait, can we guess off the one title? If you want to. <laughs> is it blackmail? No. <laughs> is, is it, it Greece? the Greek Isles? No. <laughs> is it is it servers? Yes. <laughs> Yay. What's the other one? Best served, a transgender romance by Cami Cates. Nice. Oh, that one sounds nice. Oh my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, are there clues in the title? Yes. Is it blackmail? No. no. Greece? No. no. Servers? No. Tycoons? No. So what's the theme? Beds. Beds. <laughs> yeah. So it is best served by Cami Cates, a transgender romance, and Greek tycoon waitress wife. Bedded by, by Blackmail, book 11. Um, and this is also, it's very important, uh, this is a Harlequin romance. 
Oh. Betted by blackmail? Uh, yeah. And it's that like, scans. I feel like we haven't really done uh, one of these Harlequin presents in a while. Yeah. Um, I hope she's a waitress at a Mediterranean restaurant because Mediterranean food is so fucking good. Oh, <laughs> so good. I want to, I just tell me all about your souvlaki and your. Ooh. And moussaka. Your, your moussaka mm. and your. Tzatziki. Tell me. Oh my God. Tell me about your homemade pita bread. It's all fluffy and warm. um, Went to, when I visited my mom for Christmas, a new Greek restaurant opened up near her. So we went there for dinner one night. And as an appetizer, it was like warmed halloumi cheese. Oh. With walnuts and like warm raw honey on it. And then burnt lemon wedges to like. (gasps) It was so good. Goodness. Oh, oh so don't good. tell me about things I can't have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Thank All you, right. Claire. Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, listeners. Obviously, we could do this without you, but it would be so boring. It would just be the three of us getting together twice a month to talk to each other over microphones, and that's just a Zoom meeting. I would be suffering through these books for my own (laughs) benefit. And that is unacceptable to me. What? (laughs) Neil would have killed me years ago. It's true. It's true. Listeners, I need you to justify doing this to myself so that I can (laughs) sleep at night. Um, And listeners, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your lovers, tell your bandmates, tell your producers, all of that. And if you are able to... Give us a little extra support. Please go to patreon.com slash FMK lit pod. You can um, subscribe to our Patreon, uh, help support the show, get a few bonuses here and there, which is always fun. Um, and again, that's patreon.com slash FMK lit pod. You will need to put, there's a link in the description. You will need to book the whole URL in. It's hard to find us on Patreon because we say dirty words. Dirty, dirty words. Filthy. Filthy. And thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. I know thank that we. You. All four uh, of you. Yeah. I know that we like really like put your books through the ringer and one of you really deserved it. if you don't want us to shit on your book don't write garbage people (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes authors thank you and listen if you're mad at us you have our money so and that's all that matters in capitalism Mm -hmm. so listen if you're if you're writing a multi-series or a multi-book series you care about the fact that you have our money so there we are (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> and I guess that's all to, we have to say that is other it. than if you can do so safely and consensually and uh, on stage in an arena in front of tens of thousands of people oh my. plenty of uh, drugs and rock and roll <laughs> Key. Key.